Darnell Williams at the tailback. They'll hand it off to Williams up the middle. 25. Cuts it inside. 30. 35. 40. There goes Cadillac. To the 50. To the 40. To the 30. To the 20. To the 15. 10. Go crazy, Cadillac. Go crazy. Touchdown. Now they can play a little safer. But they're not going to. Nix is back. Throws it downfield. Caught. Touchdown, Williams. A 20-yard attempt. Josh Harris, the snapper. He'll call to the place. He'll hold it. Byron waits for the snap to the place. There it is. The kick is up. The kick is good. Auburn wins. 22-19. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Auburn Today podcast. As always, my name is Noble. I'm joined here with my co-host, Wheeler. Today, we'll be breaking down the Cal game against North Texas in their week one matchup. If you haven't already listened to it, go back and listen to our breakdown of Auburn's week one matchup against UMass. You don't want to miss that. Lots of good stuff in that podcast. But if you don't, if you missed it, you know, didn't have time to watch on Saturday, Cal defeated North Texas 58 to 21. They traveled to North Texas, which was the first time North Texas has hosted a power five opponent in 12 years. Um, that just kind of speaks to the the level of the program that Cal has been the past few years that they are traveling to North Texas for games. But they're they're on the come up. Last year they they had a bad record, but they they played better than they were. Had a lot of close losses, a lot of injuries. But Wheeler, I'll let you kind of give us your initial synopsis of what you saw from that Cal game. Uh, you know, again, they, obviously they won big. Uh, Sam Jackson, their starting quarterback, was injured pretty early in the game. So Ben Finley, the backup, came in and played arguably, you know, he played pretty well. But give us your thoughts on what Cal, you know, did well, what they kind of struggled with, and what to expect week one against the Bears. Jaden Ott, running back, Cal, certified dog. I mean, when you – he is the guy. He is the meme. When you take the x-ray and you see the dog's head over the heart, that is Jade Knott's picture. He made North Texas look silly. He, I mean, he had 20 carries for 188 yards. And I think if he had played the entire game, he might have rushed for 500 yards. First of all, North Texas looked like the caliber of team that we've got in our non-conference schedule this year between UMass and New Mexico State. They couldn't tackle a lick. Now, granted, we did take all of the guys off of their team that could tackle and brought them to our team. Uh, But that being said, I mean, if you go watch these highlights, man. So, Jaden Ott, I mean, he's just running past people, making them look silly. It That Instagram page, Coach30, you know Coach30? Do you watch him, Noble? The guy who – He's the guy that does the, the film sessions. Yes, yeah. who does the film sessions. I it was not a big enough game for Coach Thirty to care, but if Coach Thirty went back and watched this, he and he always circles the linebacker who's about to get run by. And he's like, "Oh, I'm about to get run by. Pissed down my leg, missed the play, <laughs> you know." And then he has some kind of inappropriate joke at the end. So if you're a kid, don't go watch Coach Thirty. If you're an adult, go ahead and watch him. He's funny. Um, anyway, Jade Knot, dog, uh. North Texas defense, really terrible. Um, let's see. The California quarterback. So their starting quarterback, I don't know if you noticed, he looks like a strip sack waiting to happen. 
Like he just he holds the ball with one hand, like back almost like not even in line with his body. It's like out away from his body. Um, now North Texas wasn't getting anywhere near him to make an impact on that, but that is something. If he comes back and he's playing, that is something to watch out for because that is immediately what I notice is how far away he's holding the ball. I was not super impressed by they didn't have a ton of uh, receiving plays that were really big. It looked like it was mostly just running the ball, and there were videos where, I mean, I think North Texas had like six or seven missed tackles on several runs, and then they're getting dragged into the end zone, and the running back gets up and kicks the dude in the head, and he got beat so bad they didn't even throw a flag for it. I mean, it was it was hard to watch. Um, Cal defense, I think the inverse of Auburn, the defensive backfield is poor. They were getting manhandled in the first half. I mean, they had like – I'm trying to think. I wonder how many yards that, that number nine guy had in the first yard because he ended up having four receptions for 122 yards and two touchdowns. I think that all four of his catches were in the first half. So he had four catches for 122 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. Now, later in the game, North Texas had their backup quarterback in. I don't know if they – did that voluntarily or if North Texas also had an injury. But I feel like this would be a very good game for Peyton Thorne to showcase his arm talent. I think that uh, Jay Fair, Javaris Johnson will have a field day getting open on these guys. I, I, I expect it to be a big night for the offense. And I think that the biggest concern, it's like we said in our last podcast, can we tackle and can we get – where we're supposed to be on defense. If you can if you can make tackles, I, I mean this game should not be close. I didn't see anything that the Cal offense was doing that was that special other than just blowing past North Texas defenders and honestly running through tackles. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I thought Cal's offensive line played really well. North Texas couldn't get any kind of push. They were just getting whooped up and down the field. Um, so it'll definitely be a test for Auburn's defensive line going up against a group that is capable of doing that. You know, I mean, they it was no contest against North Texas, and obviously the, the level of competition is not incredible. But the fact that they just manhandled a team it means that they're a decent a decent unit. Jaden Ott played a near perfect game. He did have a fumble, but other than that fumble, he was lights out. Uh, incredible running back. I think he and Quinshawn Judkins are the two best running backs that Auburn will be playing this season. Um, he he's he's phenomenal. He really is. Uh, I thought that California did have a lot of plays though, where North Texas was not able to get any kind of pressure, so they brought blitzes, and they didn't pick up the back out of the backfield, and they got burned on that a couple times. So obviously, you know, Auburn probably will do that. Ron Roberts loves blitzing guys. He loves blitzing unconventionally, you know, like with a cornerback blitz, safety blitz, linebackers, you know, it's more rare that he's going to bring in a a D or like bring in another, another D lineman and just get bigger. He likes to blitz with the fast guys. So, you know, it'll be a good opportunity for Auburn to be able to hit their assignments, match up on guys. Uh, I do agree with you. The, the Cal DBs got whooped in the first half. They did force three. I mean, they had three interceptions. So overall that is good. But no, I mean, these I, interceptions were some, some of, of them the were worst plays by the yeah. offense. They were awful. Yeah, I mean, there were some plays where it was like, think the, uh, you know, if the 
the when Pumachon threw the ball right to DJ James and he just kind of dropped it. Imagine that, but the Cal guy actually caught the ball. I mean, I, I will say there weren't a ton of plays that Cal just – I mean, there was one – there was that one interception that was actually a decent play. But overall, it, it, I wouldn't I, – it's not just a backfield. It's not just a bunch of Deons running around out there, you know. So, overall, I think that this is a really good team to have in your week two. You know, like I, I don't think that these guys are necessarily incredible. I think they're better than they were last year. I think they're better than people are giving them credit for. And I think that they are built to play against Auburn, which is good for them, obviously, but it's also good for Auburn because you get kind of that taste of what you're bad at and you have enough time to fix it and you can see if you can fix it. And so California's defense is not that good. So I imagine Auburn's offense will thrive against this defense. And that's really why I'm not really that worried about this game, because I don't think their defense is good enough to stop Auburn. Uh, Their offense, I mean, their offense is a capable, it's a capable unit. Uh, Ben Finley, the backup quarterback came in 24 for 34. You know, that's kind of right at that 67% completion, 279 passing yards, a touchdown and interception. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good stat line. I mean, it's not, you know, Heisman candidate, but, I mean, it was pretty solid. Obviously, Jaden Ott and the rest of the running backs played very well. So, I, I think that is really on the defense to stop that running game. And if you can stop that running game, I don't think their quarterback is good enough to make plays. The receivers didn't really impress me that much. So, realistically, I think that Auburn's defense matches up good enough against them to stop, but it's all about stopping the run. It's all about, you know, finishing tackles, big emphasis on the linebackers this week, huge, huge emphasis on the linebackers this week. But Wheeler, who, who is kind of that, the the biggest guy that you think needs to show up and show out on Saturday on the offensive side and the defensive side for Auburn to just be able to blow this game up? I think Eugene Asante needs to have, just continue on the path that he's going. I'm high on Eugene. I think he's going to end up being our best linebacker this season. And I, I think agree. that if, as he goes, so will the defense go. I think that he's one of those guys that can step up. I think he has the athleticism and the ability to make the plays that he can really make a difference on this defense. So I'm looking at Eugene Asante on defense. On offense, I know that it's the strength of our team. I'm looking to see how the running backs do. We looked, you know – at the passing game, and yes, they gave up a lot of passing yards. The leading rusher for North Texas, though, had 34 yards on six carries. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at the North Texas offensive line on all of their plays, I can see where it would be really difficult as a running back to get you know a lot of yards, but it's something to look at. Um, if Auburn can move the ball on Cal, I would expect that we will be able to. But it's something I think you look for the running game this week. The passing game should be their their DBs. I mean, even on the some of their interceptions, they were beat. The guy was open, and the only reason they got an interception is because they were beaten. The throw was that bad. It was the I'm not as concerned about the passing game this week as I am about seeing if the offensive line can open up the same type of gaps that they had against a. UMass against an actual team this week. Yeah, and, and you know, and on the flip side, you know, Cal's defensive line really didn't generate a whole lot of pressure. They didn't blitz that much, but they really, I mean, they just kind of, kind of, they just sat back and let their corners cover. They really, I mean, the North Texas quarterback, uh, I mean, he had enough time to throw on a lot of plays. I mean, there were some times when he had to, you know, take a couple steps out of the way, but it, it wasn't a lot of just 
there wasn't a whole lot of pressure coming in. So I do think that Peyton Thorne should feel comfortable. I think Auburn's offensive line is definitely going to be an upgrade from North Texas. I don't think that there will be, you know, obviously run blocking is different than pass blocking, but I think that even if the run game isn't really thriving, which I don't think that'll be the case, I think Thorne will be able to have the opportunity to kind of play, be a quarterback and, you know, sit back, pick apart the the defense and, you know, exercise his talents. And I'd really like to see – you know, obviously you don't want to just you, you don't want to overlook an opponent, but if we can get up a little bit and let Robbie run, you know, the normal offense, that would be nice to see what Robbie can do in a situation where he, he's not going to run. You know, if you have a clean pocket, he's sitting in the pocket, he's going to be making throws. I think that's when you can really see his passing ability. Because on the thing, you know, if he gets flushed out and he's scrambling and you you have the opportunity where he can either run it for 10 yards or he can try and fit that throw into the tight window for 10 yards. And a guy like Peyton Thorne is going to throw it nine times out of 10 because he knows if he runs it, he might get four or five yards. But he's going to you know, play to his strengths, whereas Robbie is going to run it because he might be able to break it. But if he has that clean pocket, he's forced to throw it, and we really can see how much he has developed as a passer. I think that that's really what I'm hoping happens this Saturday. Um, but overall, I think it's a really good test. I think that Cal is a good team. Auburn will be thrown off, I think. I think that Auburn is going to be a little bit off their game because of the nature of the game. You're playing at 930, long trip out to California. They're leaving early morning on Thursday. It's going to be weird. And I think that California runs the ball really well. I think it's a perfect week two game. It's a team that is good enough that they can beat you, but you are more talented then, so you shouldn't lose, but they're actually a decent team, so you're not just playing three duffers before you go into Kyle Field. But it's not too good of a team where you're not able to really ease into it, you know? It's not like you're playing Clemson or Penn State really early in the season like we have in previous years. So I really think that this is a really good opportunity for Q Freeze and company to ease into the schedule, play a solid opponent that can win games. I mean, this this is the kind of team that can upset. This is the kind of game that USC would lose. You know, like USC, the, the top Pac-12 team always has a game where they don't play that well, someone goes off. And I think that, California and Jade Knott are going to be that team against an Oregon or a Utah or or a USC this year. So this win could look good on a resume, might not, but it, there is a potential that this is a game that matters come come December. But overall, I think that this is a really, really great opportunity for Auburn. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the threat of actually losing the game is high enough that the guys will take it seriously. But your margin of error is not so tight that you're just nervous that you're going to ruin the whole season because you weren't sharp in week two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely I agree. I think it's going to be really hard, though, the whole West Coast thing and the 930. I mean, that those are two back-to-back just really difficult obstacles to overcome that I, I think make the game a little bit more on – it closes that margin a little bit more than maybe I would like. But it's still, I think, within that that error margin where you feel good about it. Yeah, and you know, I listening. I was listening to Hugh Freeze's press conference earlier today, and it was interesting because he was talking about kind of the dynamics. You know, they they're going to get leave real early Thursday morning, get there Thursday night, practice a little bit on Friday. I think the Saturday, like, what do you do on Saturday? You know, because it's like you're you. You're there until you play at 9.30. You're not 
not going to be getting to the stadium until 6.30, you know, uh, local, you know, or central time. I mean, that's that's a lot of time that they're just going to kind of not be doing anything. I, I'll be interested to see, A, what they decide, what the team decides to do in that time, and B, how the players can adapt to that. I mean, this is, this is probably the latest – I mean, you know, I know Keontae Scott is from San Diego, so he's probably a little bit more used to it. When he was in high school, he was playing at, you know, the not what 930 Central would be, you know, in Auburn. But, I mean, we got a lot of guys from Alabama, Georgia, Florida. I mean, it's going to be – this will probably be the latest game they've ever had, you know, for a lot of our guys. And, you know, they only have really one day, really one and a half days to get – used to that time zone change. So I, I think that that is the most interesting aspect to watch out for. And I can't remember the last time an SEC team went to the West Coast and played an after-dark game. No, because whose athletic department allows that to happen? That needs to be part of the that needs to be part of the contract negotiation. This is you know what we need to do? We need to work it out with ESPN that we play an 11 a.m. kick when they come to Auburn next year. Can you imagine California having to come and play an 11 o'clock kick in Auburn? That would suck because that's what, 8 a.m. for them? So they're getting to the stadium, getting to the stadium at 6 a.m. their time. So, yeah, we should put it right back on them and give them the 11 o'clock for us. But we won't do that. I'm sure it's a 6 o'clock game for them and it'll just be perfectly peachy. Can't tell. Wheeler is uh, less than pleased about this whole arrangement of going to to California to play a game at nine thirty at night. Well, I don't understand why we're doing this. Like, why are we going to go play some mid team oh, at nine thirty at night? And don't tell me it so you get on ESPN. Auburn is going to be on ESPN. If you play anybody that is not UMass, you know, little sisters of the poor. You could play genuinely anybody, and there is the entire Midwest, East Coast. Why would you go play the most mid-brand in Cal at 9.30 at night? Like, that is just an L on L L for everybody. I agree, and I think when you look at the, the future of the scheduling, you know, you have Baylor on the schedule. That'll be, you know, that's like, all right, that's a non-conference matchup. You're not you're probably not playing some kind of Titan, you know, but it's like, that's a solid game, you know, and depending on the year, Baylor could be pretty solid. And then, you know, in the future, you're going to California again, but you're playing UCLA. And it's like, all right, well, that's, that's something, you know, a UCLA or USC, it's a reason to go to the West coast and have that home and home with a massive brand. But I do agree with you that the cow, the cow move is not exactly what you love when you could have played, you know, you know, playing, an NC state or someone like that, where it's probably around the same quality of opponent. It's another power five team. It's a team that you don't play ever, but it's on the East coast. So you don't have to worry about time zones. And, you know, while it might not be as electric of a trip for, for you to travel, but it's like, well, Auburn fans are going to travel either way. So I, I agree with you. I don't really see why this game was scheduled. I think, you know, this was seemed to be an Allen green special, but um, you know, I, I think it's just, yeah, it may have been. It actually may have been uh, pre Allen Green. Even I'm not even I'm not even sure officially when this game was put on the schedule. But overall, I I don't love that the athletic department scheduled this one. But it is what it is, and this is this is the the hand that this staff was dealt, and they have to execute. And it'll be a different aspect of coaching for them. You know, 
We have said it multiple times. When have you ever watched a Cal football game? I, I've never seen one. I've never. I I watched Cal football for the first time this week at the tailgate because we were playing them the next week. And let me tell you something. I turned it off because I didn't care. They are so mid. I don't want to watch them even when I have to watch them. It's awful. I, I think. I mean, yeah, and I think that when you. When you think of Cal football, you think of Marshawn Lynch driving the cart on the field. You know, yeah, like that's like the first thing you go to. You don't think of you don't think of actual football. You think of someone that you know from their NFL career doing something funny and driving on the field. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, but it's it, it's it's how it is. But that is you know our our analysis of of Cal overall. Not you know, it's like like I've said. Good team. They have good players, but they also have less good players than Auburn. Auburn should win this game. Uh, my, you know, this we're, we're filming this out a couple days before the Cal game, but I'll say, you know, I feel like a two touchdown win is in the in the cards for Auburn. I think I would be pleased with a two touchdown win, uh, depending on how how we play, obviously. But I think, you know, I'm going to say two touchdowns, but I'm hopeful after watching those highlights that. It's three or four, you know, but but two is my conservative prediction for for this game. But either what is your rough score prediction? I think it's an algorithm. Okay, so if you get a two touchdown win, you're on the path to nine wins for the season. If you get more than two or no, sorry, eight. If you get more than two touchdowns, you're on the path for nine. If you lose the game. uh Oh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Hit the panic button. One and one mentality. You'll see us go back off the rails. We'll be in our podcast comfort zone going off the rails about how our season has just tanked in week two. So we'll see. I'm hoping for a good game. I think 10 point. I don't see a score that. Yeah, I'm going to go 10 point win closer than it should be. All right, so that that Wheeler Wheeler's locked in his prediction at ten points, and you know we'll 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 see what happens. But if you're listening to to this podcast and have not listened to that UMass podcast yet, go back listen to that breakdown. Uh, it's a little bit more you know player specific, going into guys that played really well for for Auburn in Week One. Um, but you know we hope you enjoyed this uh, California little breakdown, and uh, we we thank you guys so much for listening. And War Eagle, War Eagle.